Welcome to Shoujo, the podcast about shoujo anime, a genre typically targeting young girls. And I'm Sarah, your host, who's introducing my good friend, Joe, who is a little less familiar with the genre. So we're getting good, genuine uh, dude reactions to this, all these fluffy shows. Um, if you want to say hi, Joe. Hello, I am here to give reaction to fluffy shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure this first one's that fluffy. No, well, as we, after the fact, determined that it was totally to to ease you into the genre, so it's not just full blown. Mm. Um, that's I'm not sure if justifying that. I'm not sure if any of the the shoujo I have watched is really all that fluffy, to be honest. Like, I don't know, is Sailor Moon fluffy? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Uh, Utena definitely is not. No, you'll you'll see. It's once we do like slice of life stuff that's really gonna get you know like okay. oh sparkles in the background and <laughs> you mm-hmm. know extended shots of just staring at each other. But yeah, before wait. before we get into things, what have you been up to, or what's what have you been consuming this week, Joe? I, I couldn't decide what to put for this, as I was saying right before we did this recording. Um, I have been watching a lot of stuff, but I kind of want to wait until I finished it to talk about it. Yeah, you don't want to say you hate it and then it turns out you loved it or vice versa by the time you Yeah, or it, it could get worse. Like, there are things where I'm like, ooh, because a lot of the stuff I watch is very, like, speculative in terms of, like, I'm enjoying it while I watch it. I watch stuff kind of slow. I don't really just binge things. Oh, okay. um, and so by doing that, I'm like, oh, I can think of, like, a lot about, like, what's happening in the episodes and I can mm. be like, oh, it's really cool if they do this thing and then sometimes they don't do this thing and I'm like, oh, actually the show was not that good. Um, <laughs> or, like, sometimes it's the other way where it's like, it turns out the thing is actually really good because it was doing something uh, the whole time and now that I can see it in totality, it's good. And in the vein of that, I'm instead going to talk about Mobile Suit Gundam. So I watched, uh, I've been watching all of Gundam in order along with uh, the Great Gundam Project. So I guess I'll talk about the first, the the original Gundam series from uh, the 70s, double seventy-nine. that old? It's old. Oh, I had no idea it was that old. Gundam is yeah, old, but it's very good. Uh, I think they have like a really good setup because it's so old. It like predates some of the uh, less good anime tropes that you see in a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it actually ends up being much more enjoyable than you would think. Uninfluenced by other animes. Yeah. Trailblazing. Yes. But the setup's really good. It's really interesting, like politically the situation, because it kind of takes place in a universe where there is like people have gone to space there's the earth federation which is like this kind of ineffective liberal government kind of like how the united states is (laughs) that runs everything from earth and there's all these space colonies and one of the space colonies decides that it's going to you know stop being neglected and they declare independence as the principality of zeon and they are trying to like fight for their own independence movement but then very early on in the zeon movement the like ruling power in that gets overthrown uh, by a bunch of fascists and then they become like a weird kind of fascist regime also and so so, like, you have characters um, like Char, who is caught in between that, where he is, like, pro-spacenoid independence, but also doesn't like the, like, fascist rulers. So he's mm-hmm. kind of, like, playing both sides a little bit. The main character, Amuro, is just, like, a kid who is on a colony that gets attacked by Zeon because there's a federation base there. So he's basically, like, forced into fighting. A lot of, like, interesting stuff is happening that you probably wouldn't expect from a show where you just know, hey, cool robot. So, yeah, it ends up being really enjoyable. And, like, the first three series like 0079 uh zeta gundam and double zeta all like have a lineage and are in conversation with each other and 
and it's pretty cool. I feel like almost all mechas have political elements, which maybe that's why I don't watch them as much. But like Gurren Lagann, Darling, okay. and the Franks, uh, <laughs> which was a, oh my a, god, oh, I'm taking I'm taking like damage you know. from these. I'm taking <laughs> enormous psychic damage that your two go to are Gurren Lagann and Darling in the Franks. <laughs> Darling in the Franks is like, isn't that like supported by Scientology or something? There was like oh, some weird it? funding thing. Oh, I, I think they were funded by a cult. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. I just, I know, I mean, I guess I like that one because maybe it's younger pilots, I guess, are younger, and so there's elements of teen awkwardness and romance and stuff that I like. I don't think you remember the show. The show is the they have sex in the robot, basically. Like the the positioning is, it's like. <laughs> The girl is on all fours and the guy's like right behind like it's doggy stuff. It's yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I I don't know. This is this is a bad. This is a bad. Gundam is a thousand <laughs> times better than this. I hate Darling in the Fright. It's my enemy. Do you know how it ends? I had to listen yes. to how it ends. And it like are some it. weird space aliens. I'm sorry. I'm not meaning to like dunk on a thing that you like. I don't know. I mean, I don't like absolutely adore it or anything. Um, I don't know. Even my sister watched it. So it's got something about it maybe it's because there's more i feel like a lot of the uh mecha shows are very male protagonist oriented and at least in gurren lagon there's yoko and then in darling the franks there's zero two okay so those are like iconic characters like everyone recognizes them yeah but they're both like the dream girl manic dream girl kind of like it's bad (laughs) like zero two sucks like you know it's like the waifu culture i hate this stuff yoko doesn't get to do anything it's like really unfortunate i don't know like gurren lagon i like better because i think there is some interesting stuff going on there but it's still is extremely frustrating the way a trigger does it. i mean these are both these are both animated by trigger right studio trigger dude you pay attention to that stuff i do not i believe so they have really nice looking like studio trigger is known for like action sequences i feel like is like their big thing and it looks really good they make stuff that's really good and they also make stuff that's really horny all the time and i'm mad at them for it yeah i guess um <laughs> Uh, the but, girl logon opening is so good. It is good. Like <sighs> both of these things are like, I don't know if they really hold up, but I did. I watched them at the time and I'm like, ah, oh, this is pretty fun. I think there are parts of it that are interesting. Ultimately, I think there there are better versions of these things. What is the, the one uh, with the guy with the weird eyeball? Uh, the guy with the weird eyeball? Uh, Code Geasis or something? That's and kind Code of mechy. Code Geasis is a mech one. Yeah, that okay. one talks about politics. That I one's hate, not as... I don't want, I'm, uh, okay, because there is one. It's not full-blown mecha, I guess, but I don't know if you've watched Ride Back. No, I've never even heard of that. Oh, okay, it's got a killer opening. It's so, it's another, like, it's straight up a female protagonist for that one, but she's in college, and she, it's kind of it's these like rideable. Yeah, like, it transitions from, like, riding to standing forms. It's got arms. It's like a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes, with an arm. But I hate because it starts off just kind of college and competing with these things, but then freaking mm, politics, man. I hate it. Okay, but the politics part is good. See, here's the thing the politics part is the fun part. The part where it's just people hanging out is fine, but like you can't you can't support a show just from hanging no, out. No, I mean, because that's a world in which it's fun to envision you partaking in, not the like dreary political stuff. I just, it's so well, not. Unfortunately, it. Uh, the world we live in also has dreary politics yeah that we have well, to that's why i just live under a rock happily 
Okay. Well, I think it's fun to think about politics sometimes. Um, I think we should get you watching better mech anime maybe, shows. Well, maybe that can be a bonus. Because <laughs> maybe the stuff you've been watching is uh, not the greatest. Does Zoids count? I watch a little bit of Zoids on like Zoids. Cartoon Network. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't thought about Zoids in a million years. Uh, I don't think that counts. Uh, no, it's big robot things. Uh, Do they ride in Zoids? I don't even remember Zoids. Yeah, they're like, or at least the one I saw was like they were animal shaped. Yeah, I guess they do get inside of them. Man, I don't remember any of this. These are wild. Do they look like this? I I so vaguely remember. These are like I'm looking show. at pictures. It's like what if a transformer was even more complicated than they already <laughs> are and also in the shape of a dog. Okay, but <laughs> Let me get into, to bring it back home to more shoujo-esque content. What, what have you been watching? Uh, okay, well, number one, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the live action just came out. So I binged all of that. Uh, it's fine. Uh, there's like a few cringy airbending moments. Oh no, Sarah, I have to watch this on Monday. My friends want to watch this with me and we're watching it on Monday and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the problem with it, without spoiling anything. They seem to purposely avoid some of the cooler, large-scale bending moments. I am assuming for the sake of, like, trying to execute that visually. Uh, well, like, wait, what do you mean? Like... Like, which ones? We watched the first episode, and my brother's like, that's dumb, that's my favorite part of the show, and they didn't even put it in. But, you know, when they're... Uh, it's like in the first couple episodes, Aang is on Zuko's ship and they're kind of leaving and uh, he kind of escapes his prison cell and then uh, he goes into the Avatar state for like the first time. He does the cool like water funnel thing. And, like he doesn't he like collapse part of like a glacier on the ship or something. Something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was cool. And they didn't cool. do that. I'm a, I mean, it's just lazy budget. I don't know. But like you have to go all out. That's what people are here for is the bending. Well, this is such a fundamentally hard thing to adapt. Into. Yes, as we've seen in the past. OK, yeah. I, uh, my mom messaged me about this. She's like, did they make another Avatar thing? I'm oh, like, my no, God. They did the remake. Into, I don't have you th thought any of them have been good. Like any of the like I'm going to include any kind of like adapting animation into live action, including like all of the Disney stuff where they're like, yeah, made a live I, action I don't version like of a the thing. Disney ones because they aren't bringing like it's almost exactly like, really. I only watched the Cinderella one, which is one of the first ones they did, but oh, it was okay. exactly the same. So there was no reason to watch it because I've already seen it in the preferred method of animation. Yeah. I mean, but that is one thing about Avatar is that it does. I thought it was going to be slight differences, but they kind of like full. I mean, it like kind of follows the same path, but things go differently. So or there's like different. different yeah. So there's I mean, I don't know if you want to count it. Here we go with the canon again. But because the creators of Avatar were on the project to begin with, but left. Yeah. Because um, I think they didn't like that. It was departing so much from the source material. But honestly, just watching the live action made me want to rewatch the animation because that's just so good. It doesn't matter if you're I had my freaking grandma watch the first episode of the animated one and she was into it. Yeah, this is the problem where it's like, why? Are, well, I know why they're they're adapting the stuff that's good into live action is because they want to like cash in on it. Right? Yeah. But I feel like what you should be doing is adapting the stuff that was bad. <laughs> Oh, and then yeah, you could do it, it will always be better because oh, the yeah, original that's... shot didn't go well. Mm. Um, 
but you that's know. good thinking uh, i was gonna say the one piece was okay i watched I most of that good job casting for that they did for avatar as well like i liked the actors they picked um uh-huh does it look flat because like when i watched the netflix um adaptation of one piece like i like the actors and the costumes but like the sets all look so flat like they're um, in just like a big room. No, not. No, I, I wouldn't say so. Although I also am maybe not as critically viewing it as you would with that in mind. It's essentially just chapter one water. Uh, so lots of different locations. Is it good? Is it OK? Does it just it's, make you want to watch okay. the thing that's yeah, actually it does good? Just, yes, that uh, that uh, I did watch it. It's interesting because they do change a lot. So it's interesting to see a different interpretation. This would, you know, oh, maybe this would have been cool if they had done this in the animated series. Um, you know, I'm 30, you guys, but I'm freaking rewatching series that, I, you know, periodically saw episodes of just tuning in as a kid that I'm now sitting down and watching in its entirety. I don't know if you've ever heard of a show called Code Lyoko. Uh, it was on yeah. Cartoon Network. It's, it's like French a Canadian show. or yeah, French, French. Because even that art style, they have all giant foreheads. But other than that, I like it. The opening's good. And I've just been watching that while I work. Do you want to say the premise? Because yeah, I just yeah. watched it. I like essentially remember. it's these kids who go to this boarding school and they discover a nearby factory that has this technology to virtualize people and put them in this virtual world called Lyoko. And they meet a girl who's like a resident of it. And then there's like an evil AI from that that starts interfering with the real world. And so they have to go in and address it when he starts interfering with the real world is essentially so there's it's like a mixed animation so there's like 2d for their day-to-day lives and then when they're virtualized it's a 3d model style but yeah i've been watching that um and then to top it off there's a new shoujo series that i've read a lot of the manga online for that just released and it's kind of being hyped as like one of the best shoujos to come out for 2024 it's called a sign of affection and it's about this girl in college who's deaf and she meets this guy and you know it's kind of just like a romance but it's got like those elements of sign language and stuff and um so i watched the first two episodes it's fine like i don't really like the guys maybe aren't as something about their lips are weird but other than that uh, it's mm. it's fine Does i don't it, know that it'll compel me enough since i've already read it to watch it is it is this a case so we had talked or like in your in your like streaming discord i guess some people have talked about it and linked us stuff that was talking about how shoujo adaptations um of anime from the mangas they are are like usually lower budget or like lower yeah. quality for yes. unknown reasons or like you know people speculate i guess because um, they're not depicting that... as maybe visually interesting things yeah but like i th- there's like stuff i mean there's like series that don't depict like high action stuff that are still like animated very yeah I know. Well, that's what I was saying when we were going through some of those openings is that this one artist in particular has gorgeous, gorgeous manga, but the all the anime versions were not doing it justice. Right. I don't think it's as much the case now. Like, I, I mean, I guess we've gone to the point where everything feels a lot more polished. Uh, Angelic Layer definitely has that older feel. Um Angelic Layer looks great, though. I feel like the modern stuff is more characterized, like you could tell where they cut corners for things or like put in like 3D modeling. Yeah. That looks bad. Oh, God, we've been doing this for almost 30 minutes. Speaking of shows that pack a lot of stuff into episodes, um, these summaries I have, I have 18. I, this is long. These are long 
I have long summaries of what happens. Let's kick it off. Angelic Layer Episode 5 is titled, I Don't Want to Lose, I'm Believing in Hikaru. We open on a flashback where an even younger Hatoko uh, is standing outside in the cold in front of an angelic layer practice location holding her doll. An employee comes out and tells her that the practice building is closed today, but Hatoko sadly pleads that if she doesn't practice for one day, it'll take her three days to catch back up. The employee, who refers to Hatoko by name, so like she knows who she is, uh, feels bad and eventually lets her in. Hatoko does some training and she is able to get Suzuka, her doll, to move fast enough to counter a bunch of like simulation attacks. Um, and then the opening plays. Back in the present, Misaki and Tamayo are eating lunch in between matches. Tamayo compliments Misaki's cooking and the fact that she won her first match so easily. Misaki protests that she only happened to win since she didn't really understand what was going on in the match all that well. Katara joins them and they all cheer to Misaki's future victories. As they make their way back to the stage, Tamayo theatrically announces that she's going to the bathroom so Katara can go alone with Misaki. And then to drive the point home, she puts Katara in a full Nelson and tells him to keep his hands off Misaki while she's gone. And then she turns to the audience and tells them not to try that at home and then walks away laughing. I included that bit because that bit is really funny to me. What is it, the fourth Fourth wall? Breaking the fourth wall? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. She's definitely breaking the fourth wall. It's pretty good. Um, Katara recovers and wishes Misaki a uh, luck on her next match. Misaki is not all that confident, though, because she still thinks she just won by luck. Katara reassures her that she won because she believed in Hikaru. Hatoka joins them and tells Misaki that she also, um, that she has the most important thing for Angelic Layer, which is the desire to grow stronger. Hatoka then gets swarmed by a bunch of fangirls, and she wishes Misaki luck as she deals with all of them. And then she also mentions that if her and Misaki ever have a match together, it'll probably be a pretty good one. We then return to the arena where two angels are having a match. In the control room, Ichan is watching the match. When his phone starts ringing, he answers it, and one of his employees complains that he's been missing the uh, examinee testing for a new product they have. Ichan tells her that he isn't going to be able to make it, and that they can run the tests uh, for exactly 10 minutes, but not to go longer than that. We then return to the ongoing match where a buff-looking angel wins her match by, like, suplexing her opponent in, like, a wrestling move. Um, and then back in the waiting room, Misaki comments that that... That angel who just did that is going to be her next opponent. In the testing facility, we see Ojiro, I think. Is that Ojiro? I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah, yep. he walks in on the ongoing test, which is of like a new AR headset. Um, unlike the previous one, that's like a wrap around. You put it on your head, it has little wings on it. This is just like a like sunglasses, more or less. Misaki's mom is using it and testing with, with, with Athena. And we get some comments that the new sunglasses AR headset has like faster reaction speed and is like more accurate. We then come back to the tournament where Misaki's match is the first round or the first match of the second round. Her opponent's name is Tomoko Tamada and her angel is Vasquez. The girls observing the match from last episode are back and they provide some helpful exposition about how Vasquez is like famous for her power. So she's like a power hitter and Hikaru probably doesn't stand a chance. Uh, the match begins, Hikaru rushes forward and tries to get in some quick hits, but narrowly dodges a punch from Vasquez that's so powerful, green sparks fly out when she actually impacts the floor. Uh, Misaki gauges that Hikaru won't be able to take that many hits. A kick from Vasquez barely hits Hikaru's shoulder and sends her flying, so we got a heavy hitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Vasquez closes in on Hikaru and does a couple of 
you know, hits her a couple times, but Hikaru is able to effectively block most of these. Uh, Misaki starts getting into the swing of things and is able to start landing some counters. Back in the cafeteria, Hitoko eats some cake while watching the match and comments that she isn't all that surprised that Misaki can hold her own. While keeping uh, Vasquez at bay, Misaki tries to strategize how she can actually win the match. She watches how Vasquez moves and notices a weak point where she briefly turns her back to do a spin kick, um, and she tries to hit her in the back while it's turned, but she messes up the timing the first time she tries it and takes a hit instead. She tries to do it a second time, uh, but can't get the timing right. And then she's about to try it for a third time, but then doesn't because she doesn't want to commit to the attack because she's afraid she'll mess it up and lose. So instead, she tries to wait it out and just win the match by um, scoring points and playing conservatively. However, when it becomes obvious that this is what she's doing, Ichan, Haruko, and Kataro all comment that this is like a losing strategy and probably not a good way to get better at the game. During the match, Ichan is interrupted by Ogata, who hands him the phone. Uh, the testing engineer tells him that Misaki's mom has passed out after using the new headset for 20 minutes and Ichan yells at her for going past the 10 minute limit he said earlier. We learn that these AR headsets, or at least this new one, causes stress on your optic nerve and um, Misaki's mom insisted to keep going past the 10 minute mark so they could get better measurements um, and Ichan just cancels the whole test. Back in the match, Hikaru has taken the point uh, lead and there's only a minute to go. Misaki's plan is to try to wait it out. Uh, back in the cafeteria, we see Hatoko disapproving of this strategy and saying that she feels bad for Hikaru. With 30 seconds left to go, Vasquez takes a knee, which is like a maneuver she did in the previous match we saw, um, where basically she baits the opponent into attacking her, uh, and then she does a counter. Um, so she baits Misaki into a trap by commenting about how cowardly she's being. Uh, Misaki takes the bait and starts to attack Vasquez, but then Vasquez does a counter at the last second. Uh, fortunately, Misaki reacts very quickly at the last second, and Hikaru dodges and then does her own counter-counter and wins the match that way. After the match, Tamayo congratulates Hikaru for winning, while Kataru says nothing. Uh, Misaki sees Haruko and asks if she thinks they'll have a match together after all. Haruko very coldly replies that she doubts they'll have a match, and then she walks away as we cut the credits. Ice queen. Ice. Ice cold. Sometimes you disapprove of someone else's play style, and you tell them, actually, I don't want to be rivals with you. I mean... <sighs> Okay, so my first note is at the beginning when it's a flashback of Hatoko, and I said, I'm concerned that she's not gonna have a normal childhood. Like, does she not hang out with friends? Does she not spend time with her family? All she does is angelic layer. Above all else, that's what she cares about. Like, okay, but this is a show about angelic layer. I, I feel like it's fine. <laughs> My first note is that tiny Hata Haruko is so cute. She's so small. She's already tiny. She's even tinier. She's so sad. Because <laughs> I mean, she just is so focused on it. I feel like it'd be hard to talk to her about anything else. Well, the employees know her. So like she's a known yes, quantity already. She's a regular. Which is incredible. Hey, girl, maybe these people are just doing training and then they're supposed to leave work early and now because you're there they go they're not gonna have a day off because you're selfish my god she's five <laughs> hey you gotta respect facility hours listen <sighs> she doesn't know about facility hours she's tiny she just wants to play angelic layer and she's so cute the employees are like yeah that's fine she can come in look at her she's just a little just a little tiny girl it's fine yeah i guess she has the same haircut as suzuka yeah it's called the hime hime cut hime oh. stands for princess but i think in feudal japan that's a popular style for women in like nobility uh where it has like the sharp cut of 
bangs. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense that at least when I make a game, a lot of the times, depending on the character creator, you know, or at least as a kid, I tried to make them look like me. So it makes sense that the, the angel is kind of similar to Hitoko. Well, it's her avatar. It's her angel. She's the deus and it's the angel. <laughs> My next note was about, yeah, I thought it was funny to Moyo saying that, like, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> and... Yeah, she just directly turned. Like, it's so funny how Tamuyo is just turning into like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> In the way that she's, like, always just doing bits with Katara where she, like, puts him in headlocks or something. And she does, like, a goofy laugh. It's good. I like the cartooniness of Tamoya. Yes. I said, Ichan's a terrible boss. Like, I would not want to work for him. We get another, like, what, penalty game gag? But, like, he just makes him go... He makes Ogata get, a get like, a manga or something? Is this... Like, this must be where they got... Like, where this Angelic Lair originally got published, right? Yeah, he sent him on, like, an errand to a place that turns out to be closed. Yeah, to pick up pick up a manga or, like, a weekly I think manga it's, Yeah, thing. I was gonna say, I think it's, like, Shonen Jump or something. It's like when Hitoko comes up the first time and is, like, talking to her and then she gets swarmed by fangirls. First, she has a bunch of fangirls, which I think is very funny. Freaking, like, Chad Hitoka. <laughs> it's like a five-year-old. See, that's gonna warp her personality. She's gonna think she's hot shit for the rest that's of her life. I know, shit. I know. I hate to break this to you. <laughs> it turns out Hitoko rules and is the best. Also, she talks to Misaki as, like, her equal. Like, Kataro is like, she's, like, older than you. You need to, like, be a little more respectful. And Hitoko just doesn't care. She's like, yeah. yeah, whatever. I think that's good. I like Angelic Lair as, like, an equalizer between people. I was gonna say, yeah, Masaki said she's more experienced than an angelic layer, so she's fine with her yeah. speaking more casually. Yeah. Do I don't remember what they said in the Japanese version, but you know when what does the announcer say when they first throw in their angels as they're landing? There was like a specific uh, thing. Fall in? Yeah, okay. So in the English version, if I I didn't watch any of the episodes in English this time around, but I very distinctly remember them saying something along the lines of like, and the angel descends, which I think sounded cool than just fall in. Yeah, we get, well, now we're getting whole, you know, we talked about how this doesn't have magical girl transformation sequences. Uh, instead, what we get is the entire sequence where they throw the dolls into the match and like Hikaru gets her own sequence for like yeah. being thrown in and like becoming animated and then landing. And that gets repeated in these last two episodes. So we have that now. Okay, so her opponent is this- Vasquez. Militant, yeah, like okay, super yeah, so- humongo angel that's- Hardcore. Yeah, she looks like a character in like Advanced Wars or something, or like, like a, G.I. Joe or Jane or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like got like the shoulder pad armor mm-hmm. on, um, and she's like buff. Even like her her dais um, is dressed yeah. like she's in the military. She's wearing mm-hmm. like a camo muscle shirt and like green cargo pants. So like very military coded. I don't really yeah. know because like she's just kind of just grappling stuff the whole time. But yeah, going against her, I was thinking like, oh, maybe glass cannon wasn't such a good idea. Asaki. Well, it, I mean, it is because she does like the thing about this. The thing that's interesting about this episode is like it hinges on the idea that she doesn't go for the quick kill or like the quick win in terms of like she recognizes how she can win the match early by um, hitting Vasquez in the back when like her back's turned because she's like a bigger, slower angel. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't commit to it because she's afraid she's going to mess it up, um, which, uh, you know, ties in earlier when, you know, everyone's like, oh, like, congratulations.
congratulating her on winning. And she's kind of like, ah, I kind of just got lucky. Like, she doesn't really believe that she won those matches with, like, her own skill and stuff like that. And so I think that's a pretty good follow through. But the thing is that she still wins by playing conservatively. Yes, but freaking everyone is so critical. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, Ichan and Hotoko have incredibly high expectations for a total newbie of Angelic Lair. Like, guys, she's brand new. She can't be the same caliber as you already. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're they're both invested in like her long-term I growth guess. not like winning immediate matches and so they're they're right in terms of like this is an opportunity for you to like learn how to like win fights because in, in higher competitive fights you're gonna have to land that hit right and misaki is more just like playing to win which isn't the same as like playing to get better which i think is the main difference here that is happening it's, it's essentially when people and first person shooters are like oh you're just camping like uh you know lose <laughs> tactic play the game for real i mean the difference here is like this is this is i mean we're fully in sports mode right like this is the sports thing of like oh you know you're not taking shots on goal when you could you're like passing it which you know does win you the game but it's not like you're not improving in a way that's gonna like get you up to the next level you know we're like winning isn't necessarily the point it's about playing your best which she was not doing because she was kind of like holding herself back uh see i also have a note that i'm now paying attention to the music and it sounds like it's from the n64 game goldeneye (laughs) It's good. It just sounds like it just reminded me of that. Right? It's like, oh, that's fun. I think the show's doing a good weight, a good job of conveying the weight of attacks, even though they're dolls. Like they're small scale. So like, there's a part where Hikaru hits the ground and she makes like a really light thump, even Mm -hmm. though she like she lands. And it's yeah, it's good because all of the shots are close up, so they look like they're full size, even though you have to remember these are probably like a foot tall or something. Yeah. Um, But when they land, it like makes a little tiny thump. Yeah, I know. Like just yeah, yeah, good sound effects. And then like so overall about this episode, I think it's interesting that like Ichan and Hitoko, uh, Haruko are both like critical of Misaki for not going for or like pushing herself to mm-hmm. be the best and like do the stuff but then at the same time we get this subplot where Misaki's mom ends up like hurting her optic nerves by trying this <laughs> test thing too hard oh look at um, you drawing parallels well, it's like, this is about to be, I mean, they're, they're going to mention this a little bit more in the next episode, mm-hmm. episode so I, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit more, but it's kind of unclear what the show thinks about, like, how much of your all you should be putting into an activity. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, Ichan, whose job it is to make this, and Haruko, who makes, like, this her whole life, you know, don't like holding back um, or, like, being conservative yeah. about doing the things you like. But also her mom, like, met, like lands herself in the hospital by doing this. Um, so I'm interested to see where the show will land on this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we haven't really gotten predictions from you much other than you saying that she's going to fight her mom at some point. Yeah. Well, I like I if this if this show has like an interesting thing to say about that, that will be very cool. Because like so far, it's been, just been like a pretty good show. Um, But I'm interested to see like what it has. Yeah, to say it's, about, it's like, been a little more surface level so far. But then again, we're only on episode five here, which is so early in the show. I mean, this yeah. series is only 26 episodes. So uh, it's, you know, each episode has more purpose. But in longer series, like episode five would be nothing as far as right. what's happening. Um, in the main plot, right. are you talking Can about episode episodes? Six? Yep. T- yeah. Have at it. Angelic layer. Episode six is called Suzuka comma the speed of light 
Haruka's Declaration of Rivalry. We open on Hikaru fighting another match while Tamayo Kataru and Haruka watch in the crowd. Misaki and Hikaru appear to be playing much better, and we get a montage of Hikaru winning like three matches pretty easily. A frustrated Haruka walks out of the stadium looking kind of intense, and the announcer tells us that Misaki has won eight matches and no losses as the opening begins to play. Back at school, Tamayo and Kataru are congratulating Misaki on her performing so well for a rookie. Two classmates snidely comment that she's probably winning just out of luck and Tamayo forces them to apologize, but Misaki tells them that it's fine. Back in gym class, Tamayo asks why Misaki doesn't get upset when people badmouth her and Misaki says that she doesn't really get frustrated and doesn't want to get into arguments and that she's never really like wanted to be anyone special. Tamayo isn't satisfied with this answer, but uh, we get interrupted when Misaki looks over at a glistening Kataru doing a great high jump and she is very impressed. <laughs> Misaki then tries to do her own vault jump, but like completely misses the target and like, eats it. <laughs> Back at HQ, Ichan asks Ogata if he's recorded all of Misaki's matches. Ogata says he missed a little bit, but he got the rest of them. Um, as a punishment, Ichan makes him eat udon without making noise, which he comments isn't as appetizing. That seems like the easiest one so far. Mm -hmm. Walking home, Misaki wonders if she has any athletic ability at all. She meets up with Haruko on her way home and they walk together. Misaki thanks Haruko for the advice that she gave her about believing in herself in Hikaru. Uh, Haruko asks if she actually does believe in Hikaru and tells her that if she isn't going to be able to progress any further as she is now. Back at home, Misaki wonders what Hitako, uh, Haruko meant by that and she accidentally burns the fish she was making for dinner. We then cut to Misaki and Aunt Shoko eating dinner and Misaki tells her that she likes doing Angelic Lair and that she's never liked anything as much as it before, causing Shoko to accidentally drop a bowl in the sink, breaking it. Later that night, Shoko cracks open a beer and wonders if all of this is really for the best. Shoko is so good. <laughs> I love Shoko. Um, the next day, Misaki returns to the tournament and Tamuya shows her a new cheer she came up with. Kataro and Haruko reveal that Haruko is her next opponent. Misaki is very unsure of herself as the match starts. Back in the control room, Ichan and Ko discuss Suzuka and how she wins all her matches in like mere seconds as we saw earlier. Um, however, in the match, Suzuka waits for Hikaru to make the first move. Hikaru rushes her, but Suzuka easily counters. Suzuka then releases a fury of quick kicks that Hikaru is able to dodge, but she's being pushed back near the end, uh, near the edge of the layer. Suzuka closes in to push her out and Hikaru dodges using the same high jump technique that we saw Kataro do earlier. Hikaru and Suzuka get into a more straightforward brawl. And while Suzuka is putting up a better fight, um, I'm sorry, and while he taught, wait, what? Yeah, he <laughs> I'm going to say this whole sentence over again. Hikaru and Suzuka get into a more straightforward brawl, and while Hikaru is putting up a better fight, both Haruko and Ichan agree that Misaki and Hikaru are looking much better uh, than they have been before, and Haruko thinks it'll be a good fight after all. Suzuka is able to consistently land hits on Hikaru, and Misaki wonders how Hatoko is able to exactly guess where she's going to be. Kataru tells Tamayo it's because uh, Haruko has been watching not only Hikaru, but also Misaki during the fight, and Misaki realizes that she is telegraphing her moves with her face as she fights, so she'll like look to the left when she wants Hikaru to dodge to the left, that kind of thing. She corrects this and is able to start actually dodging. Ichan comments that Angelic Layer isn't a game where the angels fight, but also the deus themselves are also playing against each other. Haruka starts talking to Misaki to tell her that she's been having a great time, but the match is almost over and it's time to finish it. She tells her not to lose to anybody but her and then she sends Suzuka to do like this wild full body kick which we get a reveal is called Rolling Thunder where she just like knocks the crap out of Hikaru. A very sad uh, Misaki cradles Hikaru as Haruka comes up and tells her that Hikaru will be okay. Um, she then tells her that they'll need to meet up again at the Kanto games and they swear on a pinky promise.
After the match, Tamoya and uh, Katara try to find Misaki, but she's gone. In an empty hallway, a sad Misaki bends over Hikaru as Ichan appears out of nowhere. Misaki apologizes to Ichan for losing after he spent all that time teaching her, but he tells her not to worry about it. He asks her how she's feeling, and Misaki finally admits that she feels very frustrated about losing, and Ichan encourages her to keep learning about Angelic Lair. Then uh, Tamoya and Katara meet up with her, and they cheer, and they cheer her up as we cut to credits. Ugh. <laughs> A lot of talking. Uh, freaking, like the first, okay, I'll try it. Stay on like in order of my notes. Um, okay, so at first I was like, didn't her opponents? There's like a quick montage of angels she beats, uh, and I was like, didn't these people lose? Why are they still here? Like, is this the losers bracket or something? And then I realized, I guess it's more like whoever I guess has the best what win to lose ratio is the one who wins, not just like elimination. Yeah, this is like a single elimination yeah. tournament, it's like a round robin or like a group play or something. Yeah, I was like, do they think I'm not going to notice that it's the same angels from the last episode? And then, yeah, and then it dawned on me. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair because, like, it's qualifiers, right? So, like, if you get paired up against Atoko in your first round, are you just yeah, out because you lost to fair. the best person yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay, so freaking those girls in their class are stupid. Like, have you not seen Tamoyo? Why would you try to pick a fight with her friends? Like, oh yeah, she like, <laughs> she dude, just... like, ah, uh, you probably just won because you got lucky, and then <laughs> Tamoyo just like grabs them by the lapels yeah. and is like, you need to apologize, and they're like, ah, uh, okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, foolish girls. Let's see when it's. Back at the house with Shoko, I was like, it's child labor. That's what's happening here. Like, Oh, my God. What? <laughs> She's just making dinner. Like, this is not an uncommon thing. Okay, but I also relate to Shoko because basically what? She, like, is insisting, oh, I'll do the dishes since you cook. And then she sucks at it. And then that way she never gets asked to do it again. <laughs> Okay, that's not what's happening. This is not how this scene goes at I all. I definitely have done that before. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> that way I never get asked to babysit already. Um, <sighs> it's a strategy. Yeah. No, okay, but that's not like she doesn't break the plate as a strategy <sighs> to get out having to clean. Like Shoko, de like there's something weird going on with um her sister, like Misaki's mom and Angelic Lair, because like Shoko is very nice. Like she's great. Um, and she's like very nice. Like Misaki accidentally burns food because she's like worried about what Haruka said to her earlier. But Shoko's like, I don't like it's still it's still really good. Like he did a good job on the rest of it. You know, this is great. I'll do the dishes or whatever. And she only like starts to get phased when Misaki keeps talking about how much she loves Angelic Lair. And that's what like startles Shoko enough for her to break a thing. She's been going to a tournament, dude. Obviously she likes it. She's being so dramatic. Yeah, but but like, there's something weird going. This is what I'm saying, like from the last episode stuff, like her mom clearly likes Angelic Layer so much that she doesn't see her daughter and also gets herself in the <laughs> hospital from like So that's what Hatoko's gonna be like. When she's older, she's gonna ignore all other responsibilities in life and well, her own health for Angelic Layer. That's her future. Yeah. <laughs> This is why I'm so interested to see where the show goes, because, like, that's kind of what it seems like it's hinting at. Like, hey, being too into a thing is bad. Yes. Which is, like, not... Okay, but, like, I want to say this because if you haven't watched a sports anime before, they never... I feel like they never do this. I feel like this is not a subplot in sports anime normally. It's, it's normally about how, like, great playing sports is and how mm -hmm. much it rules and how you should dedicate all your time to it. Like, this is the... The complaint I have about a lot of sports anime is that, like, it kind of, like, the whole world revolves around this. And you don't have a yeah. life outside of it. Yes. 
But I am interested to see if Angelic Lair says that that's a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it might. It kind of seemed like it's going to. And that would be cool. I, I haven't watched much sports anime, but you're right. Very like no other elements of life are shown. Yeah. I mean, it's like the joys of sports, like how you can find camaraderie in it. I mean, it's like positive. It's not like negative. It's not like abandon your life. Only play basketball. <laughs> But like, you know, it, it never shows this part where it's like, hey, you like there's opportunity cost for becoming obsessed with the thing. I also had a note. Booze Hound Shoko strikes again. Chugging Dude, a beer. she's so good. She's cracking open a beer. It's good. I do this. I love Shoko. So her name's Shoko and her sister Misaki's mom is Shuko. Okay, I didn't to know have I such I similar names. It was like when she called her in the first or second episode. Shuko. Okay. Shoko and Shuko. Cruel parents. We love that. Um, I have a couple more notes. The part where Kataru does that high jump and Misaki's all impressed. But like, I guess it's unclear if she's impressed by Kataru or the fact that he's athletic and she wants to be athletic. I think not. it's that. I don't think she particularly cares that's him doing it. I think it's just Dang. the athleticism that he, she admires. He's, he's definitely losing in like a no shot. boyfriend run. <laughs> I like him though. Too bad. The cheer they come up with sucks. Tommy's cheer is so bad. <laughs> okay, so what is it like? It's like Masaki Chi Chi. No, it's she does like the 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 ramp up where it's like she says like the first uh, syllable. So it's like for Masaki Chi, it's like me 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 Masaki Chi, or like for uh, Hikaru, it's like he 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 Hikaru or something. That's what she does. That's the whole cheer. She it does this. this bad. She does this for Masaki. Masaki watches her do. This this and just doesn't react and then <laughs> immediately changes the subject. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, I made the note that she's so unathletic. What if she couldn't even throw uh, Hataru? Hotaru, no. Hikaru? Hikaru, yes. Uh, into the lair. Like, it, what if her chair is too far and, like, she just threw her and she landed on the <laughs> She, like, she whips. Make it far enough. <laughs> oh, my God. That should be an outtake. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I made a note. She's, I mean, essentially this episode, you know, we discuss, uh, she doesn't, basically she's never cared about something enough to get frustrated by yeah. uh, any kind of difficulties. Um, so that's well, the lesson like, we learn. Yeah. Like she's never really had an identity around yeah. a thing before. <laughs> she just cooks. Um, so that, I mean, like when Tommy was like, doesn't it make you mad and people like talk shit about how you're not good at this thing that you put a lot of time into? And she's like, eh, I've never really cared. Cause like, I don't really want people to notice me, but like clearly she does want to forge an identity around angelic layer and like i feel like that part's pretty good where it's like actually i want to engage with the world i want to like be involved in a thing and like have it be important to me yeah i mean that is like the through line of this episode yes. which i think is pretty good i bet hatoko really was excited to just totally demolish misaki because you know she's been like so disappointed in her like let, let well, me I... freaking teach you a lesson messy yeah i mean like suzuka doesn't do the normal thing which is just like rush and win the fight yeah um she does actually want to have a fight she's toying with her because she could definitely end it immediately if she wanted she's just trying to build masaki's uh confidence i guess yeah well she does want to have a good match i mean this is the thing is like hatoko does like masaki it's just like she's kind of disappointed that she hasn't been playing like to her strengths or like trying to get better right like it's more of a disappointment thing than like an actual mad about something Mm -hmm. so like this whole match is basically like getting her to try her hardest and so in this way like hatoko's being really cool actually and like really nice and like trying to get very mature Hikaru to play her best yeah that's because Hitoko rules and is the best <laughs> character 
Her doll's the coolest for sure. Her doll is so cool. She does all these like when she does like a million kicks. Yeah, it's like cool. Um, Rolling Thunder is badass. Yeah, dude. Okay, I need to describe this. Like Rolling Thunder is like she she does like that thing where you do like a handstand and then kick. Yeah, the moment. But like does a huge flash because she does it so quick. It's cool. It's Uh, awesome, dude. Hitoko at the end is where she's stone cold. Where she's like, dang, you know, Misaki, this has been really fun. I think we should be rivals. Anyway, the match is almost over. I'm gonna win now with uh, <laughs> the Rolling Thunder. Bye. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and the bell rings. You know that Suzuko's gonna win because you hear the bells. Her little yes. bells. Ah, so freaking cool. It's uh, good. For okay, so you know those all those chicks who are kind of on the sidelines observing. These oh, the spectators. Who, yeah, who yeah. are from different region. How far do you yes. think they've traveled to get to this place to watch them? Is this every weekend they're making this trip to watch? I. I I mean, it seems like the tournament takes place over like a couple of days, right? Um, And they're all wearing different uniforms. So like they come from different places, it seems like. But we don't see them play. So they're not in this tournament. So I guess they're not from Tokyo, right? Because they've already, I guess, competed in whatever one they need to be. Yeah, well, at the beginning, they made it sound like, oh, we're going to make Hadoka lose. But like, I guess not here. I guess in the con. Well, they just know she's the best in this area so that she's definitely going to make it past qualifiers. Yeah, they're scouting her out. Without a doubt. Foreshadowing. We're going to fight these. She's going to fight. We're going to fight these people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anime is... If you watch enough of it, it's all very predictable. I mean, this is just a trope. This is like, this happens in anything. Yeah. This is good writing. It's basically okay. what it is. Like, wouldn't it be good if you saw people you were going to see later earlier than when you addressed them for the first time? That's good. Yeah, I said when she's crying, like, oh, it's about time you understand human emotion. And she hasn't not been understanding <laughs> emotion you're so mean to these characters these characters are great hotoko's the best hotoko and tamayo are the best characters ichan's cool i like ichan's cool here nah. he's like again he's like being her dad it's yes good. I, I made a note once again playing dad yes. it's because he like actually cares yeah i know like for as much as this show wants you to think like ichan's this like weird kind of creepy guy um he's actually extremely cool most of the time and like being a good guy you're so good at just seeing right through i mean because he is because like she you know she's like feeling bad like he finds her first and she's like feeling sad and then she apologizes for losing and he's like hey like this you know i'm not i didn't help you out so you'd win every match like that's not why i was doing this mm-hmm. um and then he asks her how she's feeling and then she's like yeah i actually am really frustrated like she does actually want to make an identity out of this this is like a part of her life that she's going to acknowledge is important she doesn't just think that she wins by luck anymore this is good this is all good stuff yes this is all the stuff i never did when i was in things that were competitive because i just decided i actually didn't care about the thing <laughs> yeah uh that's true yeah i like freaking around cross country for years and i was just like oh i'm just doing this so that i'm in running shape for track the thing i actually care about that no one else gives a damn about did, did you ever have this for like paintball or stuff because you actually did sports stuff like somewhat seriously i've never really done anything competitive seriously i like i okay so in high school i did well uh seventh grade through 11th grade i did cross country and honestly, looking back, it's like, what the hell's wrong with me? Why would I do that? It's awful. Long distance running, terrible. Oh, because there's never a class or track, the thing I liked, because I, I liked sprinting. And that was like the one time of the year that I felt confident because there'd be new people and I knew what I was doing. So I could like kind of mentor and stuff. Whereas I like 
didn't talk to anyone at my school outside of that, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in college, like, because maybe it's because if you're on a team, I mean, I guess you could either feel like, I guess in my mind is like, oh, I can't be successful because I had to depend. <laughs> depend on these other people uh so it's more so just for fun uh-huh. freaking yeah uh yeah it's mostly just for fun to have a group of people to hang out with like because after college and i didn't have those same people to play with i haven't really played much since so it wasn't necessarily the sport just more of the like community mm-hmm. and i'm not competitive and like gaming or anything yeah unless i'm tipsy and then i try to arm wrestle everyone but other than that okay <laughs> i don't think this is really <laughs> the same but that is good to know i'll keep that in mind mm-hmm. yeah i've never really like been competitive in this way where like i wanted to be the best at a thing like I've, I've had stuff where it's like i want to do like i'll just set a benchmark for it. like i want to be able to do this and then i get there and i'm like cool i guess i'm done because i don't want to keep going yeah i mean it's yeah because you've i feel like pursued some so many different interests which i think is cool like master of all trades or something uh it's more like amateur at all trades so. <laughs> but that's better than just you know not, uh, not good at any of these things but yeah. like that's fine like i that's never bothered me but it, it, you know it is interesting to see like oh maybe my life could have been different if i like ever dedicated myself to any of these things yeah um i mean most people don't excel past school true or maybe it would land me in the hospital because i burned my eyes out <laughs> playing angelic later for too long <laughs> who knows what is good and what is bad at this point that's <laughs> <Angelic> right <Lair. laughs> Yeah, good episodes. I think this is like, I think these were really good episodes. I mean, I don't love when the protagonist is as likable. Like, you don't think Misaki's likable? Just, you know, in these episodes. Well, she's learning about sports for the first time. I guess that's true. She's forging an identity. I think this is all really good, like coming of age stuff. I'm just judgy, I guess. You're critical of like the content of the show and I'm just critical of the characters, I guess. Uh, See, my fear, like where I will turn on the show is how they deal with What's her name? Shuko? That's her mom? Yep. How they deal with her mom. If they if it ends up being like, oh, she's great, actually. Isn't it cool how much she likes this? Isn't Angelic Layer Like, if it doesn't do the heel turn I'm expecting, which is like, uh, your mom, like, ruined her whole life by being obsessed with this, this game. Yeah. And, like, she shouldn't. Like, that's what I want it to be. If it turns out to be the other thing, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> but that would, <laughs> that would be what would upset me. But so far for, it's, you know, technically shonen, but more shoujo-esque series compared to other shown in is kind of exploring more things than typically found in like a sports i feel like it's always about it's always a team thing like team camaraderie but this is a sport where you're competing individually yeah i mean this is much more about like it's sports as a metaphor of like where you fit in with the world around you and i think that's good i think it's like good to have an identity based on stuff that you like Mm, yes and we'll see where it goes yeah so next time we got 20 more episodes oh dear okay (laughs) 10 more of these or 10 more 10 more episodes of this of this podcast dedicated to angelic layer yeah that'll be forever from now It'll be 10 weeks from now. Yeah. Unless we take a break at some point. I mean, at least we're doing it weekly. That's true. So we're pretty reliable for scrappy beginning podcast. Well, we liked we liked Angelic Layer this week. So why don't we give the people some other stuff that we think they should check out that we also like? Sarah, what do you have to recommend to the people? All right. 
uh, for today, I'm going to recommend a webcomic, uh, also typically known as manhwa, I think. It's like Korean manga, basically. But it's typically in color. And yeah, it's like a wider range of different illustration styles because anyone can essentially make one and upload it. Uh, so I use this app called Webtoon. And uh, last night, I found a new one that was recently released that I thought was really cute. It's called A Spell for a Smith. And it's there's only it just came out. So there's only a few uh, chapters, but it's cool because the two protagonists one, I mean, typical like, oh, they're she's an outcast and everyone's so mean to her. But so she's like some dude's gonna, you know, see her differently and stand up for her, blah, blah, blah. But the dude's like a dwarf and he's shorter than her, which is like something we don't see typically. So it's cool to, you know, there's like fantasy elements, but also kind of making a typically side character fantasy race as one of the main characters and depicting them as someone desirable I guess is a cool thing that I haven't really seen before because uh, everybody's swimming over Legolas and not Gimli you know uh, so it's just cute uh, it just recently started but other if you want to watch a more like long like a complete series there's one called Unholy Blood which is kind of about vampires and stuff and it's gorgeous and highly recommend also available on the app webtoon how about you Joe what have you got for us uh, so we did not we did not coordinate this, but I am nope. also recommending a webcomic. Ah, okay. Well, we don't. It doesn't matter. Just whatever we want to recommend. Oh, uh, just it's just incidental that we're both. They're gonna load up on the webcomics. Uh, <laughs> this is a webcomic called Harpy G. That is Harpy, like the mythical thing, and then G, which is G E E. This is a comic that's been running for I feel like oh, it's a long time, but it's Matt Nelf who comes to this small town um she's like just let out of her the place where she comes like her kingdom for the first time um and she like makes some friends with some of the people there and she's like about a, a bunch of different adventures they have um there's like magical elements um it's really like pretty to look at like it looks really nice i'm looking at uh images yeah it's super cute and distinct art style yeah but this webcomic's been going on for a long time um it's really beautiful like the way that it's it's drawn is really nice uh the plot lines are very good it's kind of like in that like adventure story fantasy but like still kind of for kids like this could be on like nickelodeon um mm -hmm. so it's like very you know it's heartwarming in places it's very cute it's very funny in uh places um and yeah it's just like a really nice way to spend some time if you ever uh, have some time and you don't know what to read i would check out harpy g do you just read it directly on the website yeah i think it's like it's i think it's also posted on webtoons but like okay. you can just go to harpyg.com it's all out there okay so check those out as you're just dying of anticipation of the next shoujo episode coming out next week if you like the show please rate it uh five stars on whatever you know on apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, I will read it out. If it's five stars, only if it's five stars. <laughs> yeah, so make it clear you can rate it, but review is where you have to write something out specifically, and that super helps. So write those if you can. Uh, here is here is a comment, or here is a, yeah, here is a review by, I don't know how to say this, OZJJTX. Sarah and Joe made my intro experience to anime so fun. Their goofball conversations were very informative that I cannot wait for the next episode to drop. Thank you so much, OZJJTX. Another parental in my life leaving a comment. <laughs> it's my stepdad. Uh, none of my parents are leaving reviews. Yeah. What's going on? I'm going to have to have a talk with them. You freaking <laughs> guilt trip them. Guilt trip them. Ugh. If I can get my grandma to do it, then surely your parents can. <laughs> 
I know my sister has been listening and she's like, wow, I've never heard Joe talk so much. And I'm like, yeah, well, you've met him like twice. Dude, maybe. Apparently, like people in my family, maybe like my cousins were like saying that they like listen to this. I'm like, dang, I've never heard Joe like be excited about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, See, I feel well. like that's all I know is that you're you're always very stoic, like genuine. No, like genuinely, I guess, because we just talk about these things that we're both into. But and I guess I could imagine you at like a family function with nothing in common with the people around you, maybe <laughs> being a little more reserved. But no, you're always very like excitedly talking about things. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, here I am doing a freaking podcast and doing streaming and stuff when I am a you know, hermit and I work in social media. I do all these social things that are so different from how I envisioned my life. Cause when I was a kid, I envisioned me with like a bunch of books and cats and that was my future. So <laughs> I do have a lot of books and a cat, right? You're most of the way there. Uh, and a few extra critters uh-huh. and alone. I'm alone. So <laughs> boom, all, of, all the things are, I guess I did. So you've made it. You've, you've lived up to your expectations. <laughs> Yeah, anything from here is just a bonus. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. (laughs) So next time we'll be watching episodes seven and eight. Thanks for uh, listening, and we'll catch you next week. Believe in yourself, Andy Karu. Yeah, believe it. (laughs) Naruto. (laughs) That's a different show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. Uh.